let's build a great foundation because if we yeah. don't have a great foundation, you, you know what you're building. Right. So it's going to fall. And they're, and they're most likely to work with you during the transaction too, right? Instead of being so dead set against whatever it is that you want versus what their client wants, it almost kind of takes us out of it. And it's like, okay, this is what my client wants. Your client's not cool with it. Okay, well, neither is mine. So what are our options? It's yeah. not so much of a personal thing. Jack Lair here. I'm down in the Lair for the Lair podcast. And I have this amazing vet, uh, amazing guest with me today. She is from California and her name is Lauren Lombatis. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much, Jack, for having me. You're so sweet for asking me to come on. Yeah. So Lauren and I know each other because we are coached by the same coach within the Tom Ferry organization, correct? That's correct. We're going to give a little love to Kay Fairchild. Kay? All the time. Tons, tons of love. Yeah, so we get to learn from some of the best of the best, and, and Kay's just amazing. So I got the opportunity to meet Lauren out in Las Vegas back in January earlier this year at Elite um, Retreat, and I got to, when I got to meet Lauren, Kay introduced me to her, and I was like, who the hell is this movie star? Because look at this. Like Lauren's a movie star. Look at her. It's just the lipstick and the earrings. I promise. <laughs> I, it, I think it's more than that. But anyway, Lauren just has this incredible personality. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and like how you got started in real estate. Okay. Um, I am from Southern California. The best way to say where I'm from, I'm about 25 minutes from Disneyland. So I am right where LA, Orange, San Bernardino, and Riverside County all meet. I can be in any one of those counties within about five to 10 minutes, depending on which county it is. So it's a great location real estate wise, because I can service multiple areas, but it's also hard to define like where we specialize in because it's such a unique area. Um, I got into real estate when I was 23 um, and I got into it for the same reason that everybody gets into it, right? Like we wanna make our own schedule and make a shit ton of money. So here I was with the blinders on and that's, my husband was actually the one that pushed me into it. I was pregnant with our third at the time and it was like, let's go. Wow, so you got into real estate maybe a couple of years ago because you were 23 at the time. You're probably not much older than that right now, right? Exactly, exactly. As my oldest just got married a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Whoa. That's awesome. Uh, time flies, doesn't it? Right. So um, I think one of the things that I learned about Lauren early on is that like just the way you take great care of your clients. And I'd love for you to share with everybody out there some things that they can do that you're doing. Let, let's help people out today. Okay. Okay. So I, I want to preface by saying like, we didn't get to where we are overnight. Okay. And my team grew very organically. I was very apprehensive about putting people into roles that they needed to be into because I'm a little bit of a control freak and I wanted to do it so perfect. And then it wasn't getting done at all. So with that said, I do have a customer care, um, girl on our team who makes sure that all the T's get crossed and I's get dotted. We do four events every year, quarterly, okay. um, with little sprinkles of other things, you know, here and there. There are things called pop buys. Everybody says I say pop pies or pop eyes. I'm saying pop buy, like I'm popping by your house. Yeah. Um, and how, how is that off. received, Lauren? Like when you when you do a pop buy, what, what do your clients say? Like how do they how do they treat you when you show up? 
oh my gosh, they're stoked because, well, and here's the other thing too, <laughs> for my clients that are listening, I normally don't even drop them off. I will, I'll swing by. I send one of my kids up to the door and drop it off. And I actually have a couple examples right here. So like just during Valentine's day, right? Like we had these, we just attached these little ring pops and it said ready to say yes to a new address. Like if you have somebody who's got two kids and you drop two of these off on their front porch and send them a text message and just say, Hey, left a little goodie for the kids on the front porch. Hope you guys are well. It's just way to spark conversations and let people know that you're thinking of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can turn that into an introduction to somebody in their world that may be looking to buy, sell, or curious about the market, right? Exactly. And people love their dogs and their families. So if you're taking care of either one of those things, it's always going to be received really, really well. Nice. So, so the pop buys are one part of it. And then you said you have like four events annually, right? So we have four events annually. We usually do one, like I said, each quarter. So the first one that we do is generally around Valentine's day. Um, and we do some sort of date night. So it's adults only this year we did, um, a night at the improv and we took each person and their significant other, whoever they wanted to bring. Um, and we just laughed our asses off. It was so much fun. Um, this quarter, we're doing a, a baseball game. So we're all back in school now and stuff. Now we're doing a family baseball game. So the entire family is going to come to this minor league baseball stadium that we have. And we've done this event before. We didn't do it before. Well, we haven't done it since 2019, obviously, because the world shut down in 2020. Right. Um, so this is our first year doing it again. And it's going to be a blast. I mean, we have like over 100 people coming already. Wow. So when you have an event like that, do you have an expectation as to um, like, or do you calculate business that you get from that? Like what, I'd love to understand that a little bit better. So it is, it is hard to keep track of numbers when it comes to doing business in that sense. Okay. Um, because I can tell you what I spend versus what I make, but where that actual lead comes from, which event, it's really hard to pinpoint. I will tell you, we do anniversary cakes every year. So far, if I sell you a house, Jack, and you've been in it for three years, yeah. on the month of your anniversary, we bring a little bunt cake with the number three as a candle and we drop it off. Um, normally we ring the doorbell and stuff. We get a picture of you holding it. If you're not home, we just leave it. I actually got a direct lead from that $5 cake plus the $1 candle. And I, I sold her property. She's like, you know what? I was kind of kicking around the idea of selling, but wanted to wait to call you. Thank God she called me. We got it listed and sold and she's already in her next house. Thank goodness for that bun cake and that dollar candle. Wow. Yeah, so it does, it does work. It just keeps you top of mind. And again, I think people are so worked up about who's coming and what they're doing and stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who's coming or not coming. It just matters that they were invited. How many times do you tell people, Hey, I can't make it this time, but please invite me next time. People mean it. They do want to come and they do want to be a part and be included in things. Wow. I, I love that. Is there anything else that you're doing with that client care um, setup that you have right now that that can help anybody else out here that's listening? So she does all of our bun cakes. And if anybody has any questions, they can always call me, text me. They can DM me, like whatever is best for them. We can set up a time to talk in detail. Um, but so she takes care of all those bun cakes for us. Um, also during the transaction, um, that's really big for us. So we learned back in 2020 and 2021 that communication is key, right? And a lot of people were not communicating. So what we just decided to implement was once we open up escrow, an immediate card gets sent out to the opposing agent. And it just says, hey, we're looking forward to working with you. Go have a coffee on us. And we put a Starbucks gift card in there. Yeah. To me, what that signifies is one, I'm going to be easy to work with. Two, I, I'm fun and I'm giving and I'm caring and I'm going to show a lot of grace during this transaction. And three, 
the next time my name comes across their computer with an offer, they're going to consider that before anybody else. I mean, I might, I might not be the best one. They might not end up going with me, but I do feel like they would give me a fair chance. And that's going to help future customers. Right. Building those relationships. And I think the thing that, like, I heard you say something, but I know, I know how you are. And you said the opposing it's really the agent on the other side that you want to build a relationship yeah. with versus the opposing because it's True. just the agent on their side, right? So you want to build That's that right. relationship. Okay. Yep. And I think a lot of people forget that because um, they think, because they do have an opposition mindset and they're right. like, because, you know, we, we hear it on our teams and folks, folks that I get to coach across the U S and, and a lot of that mentality just has to like, um, <laughs> Take the opposing, let's build a great foundation. Because if we yeah. don't have a great foundation, you, you know what you're building. Right. So it's fall. And they're and they're most likely to work with you during the transaction too, right? Instead of being so dead set against whatever it is that you want versus what their client wants, it almost kind of takes us out of it. And it's like, okay, this is what my client wants. Your client's not cool with it. Okay, well, neither is mine. So what are our options? It's yeah. not so much of a personal thing anymore. Most definitely. Um, so customer care is a big part of your world, Lauren. Huge, huge, huge. You're just loving on them all the way through the transaction and then after the transaction to create those um, those introductions or what in the real estate world they call referrals, correct? Absolutely. And we do it through social media too, Jack. Like, you know, constantly checking up. Oh, so-and-so had a baby. Perfect. Let's send them a card. Um, so-and-so's mom's passed away. I had a client whose mom passed away recently and it was awful. Um, what we try to do though is we try to space it out a little bit. So when you have a baby and the baby's new, you're getting all the fun things. And then by month two, everybody's like, great, the baby's still cute, but they've fallen off the map. Same thing happens when somebody passes away. Somebody passes away month three, month four, you're lonely, you're by yourself. So then they get this little care package from us just saying, hey, we know that you went through this not too long ago. We just want to let you know that we're still thinking of you. Yeah, that I, I love that. That's wonderful. Because a lot of times, Lauren, you know, you're, you're right. You're in the middle of it and everybody's sending you a meal for those first two weeks and you have like 1,700 meals. That, right. Wouldn't that be nice if it was spaced out a month, three, four, and five when now you're exhausted with your child, your baby, your yeah. newborn, who's, you know, keeping you up. And that's when we really want that help, I, I would imagine. Absolutely. And there's a really good website. I'll throw it out there. It's called Spoonful of Comfort. Um, they don't pay me. They probably should now that I just plugged them, but they don't. And um, they're awesome. You can send soups and it comes with soup, biscuits, like a little ladle. It's a really cool care package to send. They run about 90 bucks, but it's a great little gift. It's a great big gift to send to somebody um, who, who could use it. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about like doing this podcast, like we do it to help others, but I got to tell you, like the selfish part of it, I learned so much. Yeah, It helps me with a lot of things that are, that are going on in my world, but I get to learn so much from like the best of the best and Lauren, but like spoonful of comfort. If you're not, if you're not um, paying Lauren for what she just promoted, <laughs> for goodness sake, like reach out to her because you should, right? Yeah. I send it to clients all the time. They're great. You can set up an account and everything. So. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about the social media, because I think that's the biggest thing that I get to see, because I do follow you. I love on your posts. I love what you're about. And like, again, this is, this is who I, I think Lauren's a damn movie star. Like she just, she just appears like it, but she's super real. So it's this movie star who connects with everybody. At least that's my perception. Thank you. And that, Good. And that's my reality. Right. Right. So Lauren, you're on social media. Like what platforms are you on? What, what are you doing out there? Okay. So I am consistently on um, Facebook and Instagram. Yes. 
I have dabbled in TikTok. I have thrown some stuff on there. Um, do I need to be more consistent? Absolutely. But Instagram and Facebook seems to where be where I can really love on people. So my my holdup with other things, again, this is where the control part of me comes in, right? So I like to love on people personally. If you are liking and commenting on my posts, it is me who is loving your responses and commenting back. It is not anybody else. It is all me. And it's exhausting. So two platforms I seem I can run really efficiently and really effectively. Um, I did just hire a marketing manager though. She actually starts today so that hopefully we can get those TikTok, TikTok and um, YouTube views and stuff going. Well, not even views. I need to get my YouTube up and running. So hopefully I can get that up and running and start moving forward there. But I see my biggest return on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is that, you know, there's some folks that are big in the real estate world that go out and teach it and talk about, you know, I manage my own account. And then you get a, a bot reply from them and you're like, you have a personal relationship with them. And then they, they follow you to get you to follow them. Then they unfollow you to help their, their ratios on Instagram. And you go, are you effing kidding me? So yeah. like I do the majority of my stuff. Um, mm -hmm. you, you're doing all of yours. And I think that's a big thing is like, being a real human on social media and then it, it, it shines through, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's huge. And the other thing too, you know, it goes back to just loving on people. If you know somebody had a baby or their mom died, you need to be posting on there. Hey, I am so sorry. I am thinking of you. So when you follow up that way, and then it follows up with a little bit of a gift later, a baby blanket with their name on it. Glenda Baker does that. She sends baby blankets with their names embroidered on it. It's the yeah. cutest thing you send that, or you send, you know, them a meal it's just, it reiterates, hey, she really is thinking of me. And whether you buy a house for me or you refer me or not, that's just loving on people comes very naturally to me. So that's what I'm good at. So that's what I focus on. So I, I think that's another thing, like, you know, you, you, you work heavy with your sphere um, and those around uh, that, you know, those past clients, but like you're serving your community. Absolutely. You, you do a ton outside of, of your clients to help your community, correct? all the time. And I grew up in the area that I live in still. So yeah. it's very easy for me to know people. I cannot go to Target or Albertsons and not walk into somebody that like, I'm going to see somebody that I know every day of every week. So that's probably half the reason why I always get all dolled up because I know I'm going to see somebody, Jack. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you an idea and you're probably already doing this. And I think it's something that like, so people recognize you, right. When you're walking around, uh -huh. but do you ever wear anything that like brands yourself and says, Hey, like Lauren Lombatis realtor, Hey, or ask me about real estate or just something that engages somebody. Do you ever do that? All the time. So we have t-shirts that say Lombatis and Associates and it has our logo right across the top. Okay. So I wear that almost every single day. I dressed up a little special today, but for the most part, I wear that in a blazer. Um, and that's what I go to appointments on. That's what I show houses in. It's funny because, you know, growing up, my parents owned an auto parts store. So when I would go there on week on weekdays during the summer, we all had uniforms. So when people are like, gosh, you wear that every day, it's my uniform. Of course I wear it every day. So it's yeah. very similar. UPS, you're not going to see him wearing a Lombardis and Associates, you know, t-shirt as much as I would love him to, right. but you see him wearing UPS. So why are we any different? Yeah, we are the brand, right? Absolutely. Like, why would you not go out there and let people reach out to you? Like they see you on social media and you got, you had, like, it was probably a lot easier for you. Like you're this really outgoing uh, person, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah I am. 
And then why not just put it on your, on your body and let, let people reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, you know, Lauren, I, I have a question about real estate. Yeah. Or the best, the best compliment is when they're like, oh my gosh, I see Lombardis and Associates everywhere. Perfect. That's exactly what we're for. But did you see the, um, I think it was a reel by Ryan Serhant, million dollar listing in New York. And he said, he was like, why would I wear something that is promoting some, I'm going to pay, you know, $800 for a shirt that says Gucci on it. And I'm just using round figures, of course. Yeah, yeah. Why am I going to wear that? No, I have hats and shirts that say start hands on it. And that's what every real estate agent should be doing. And he's not wrong. I just saw it yesterday. So I saw um, it as well. Yes. I was paraphrasing, but he's right. Why would you not want to promote yourself? Why are you paying other companies money to wear their stuff? Don't get me wrong. If anybody wants to wear Lombardis and Associates t-shirt, I'll gladly sell it to you and I'll be way cheaper than Gucci. But at the end of the day, it's about branding yourself. Yes. And like worst case, wear a pin. Yes. So like our team in Scottsdale, like they're always wearing our team, a couple of other teammates, they're wearing the pins almost all the time. Uh-huh. And people were coming up and ask them and saying, oh my gosh, you're in real estate. Like um, what's going on in today's market? You know, it depends. You're looking to buy, sell. Or invest. Rent or invest. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But it, 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 it engages and it allows people to come up to you and have a conversation. And then you, you might be a good fit for them, right? Absolutely. When I first started really hardcore in real estate, when my baby was started kindergarten. So every day I'd go and I would drop him off and wear my name badge. And it didn't matter what I was wearing. I, I never really dropped my kids off in pajamas. I'm not judging if you do. It just wasn't something that I ever did. Um, so I'd be in jeans and a cute shirt and have my name badge on. Can I tell you four teachers from that school bought and or sold real estate with me Four. Mm. So to me, the only reason they knew was because of that badge. And then once he got into first grade, I was able to serve on the PTA and do all that stuff. So I was definitely more involved. So I was even at the school more. There's so many different ways. You can go to the grocery store and wear your name badge. You can go out with a friend and wear your name badge. It's just those little subtle reminders that really help the growing agent get off on the right foot. It's a, it's the simple things that most won't do. Exactly. Um, most don't show up. This is a simple way to show up, right? I mean, even if your mindset's not right and you're stepping on your field of play, which is the, your community, you know, sh- show up with the right mindset. But even if you don't, like wear the damn name badge or put yeah. something and brand yourself so somebody can have a conversation and you might be able to help somebody. Remember, I, I get so, I, I get passionate about this. Is like, you're you're trying to grow your business. Yeah. You you are a big part of that. You are the brand. Yes. Again, just like Sir Hunt was talking about yesterday on his post. So, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And let me just say one more thing about the name badge, because I know people get a little weird. I've actually showed up to parties with it. Like I've come dressed looking professional and people are like, oh my gosh, you still have your name badge on. And it's like, oh shit. You know, I forgot to take it off, but if I take it off now, I'm going to lose it and I'll hold up my purse. I'm going to lose it in the bag of death. So yeah. I might as well just leave it on. I have said that multiple times. Um, just anywhere. When you go out to Panera and you're meeting a girlfriend for lunch, I tell my team this all the time. Listen, you don't have two hours to sit there and have lunch. So let them know, hey, I've got an hour and then I got to jam off to my next appointment. They don't need to know that your next appointment's to go home they, and make your phone calls. They don't need to know any of that. They just need to know you have another appointment. You're on a time frame. Knock, knock. Reminder, I sell real estate. It's kind of one of those things. Yeah. So Lauren, you, you have a really sharp mind for business. Thank you. Based on my experience and conversations with you. Okay. And that is very, very rare in, in real, realtor land. 
because many are just like, you know, how many times do you meet with somebody? Oh my gosh, I just love showing houses. I watch HGTV all the time. And you and I have both had the same reaction. You're ready to pack them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more than that. Absolutely. Talk about it's, that. it's exhausting. Um, I, and, and don't get me wrong, not every deal is exhausting, right? There are some deals that just go easy peasy and, and it's great. And that comes from screwing up a lot, Jack, like you learn, you learn what works and what doesn't, you learn that you need to set the expectation. If they don't realize that this could happen and it does, who's that on? That's on me. I didn't tell you, Hey, yes, contingency removals do need to be removed. However, if they're not removed, you still don't get to keep that deposit until those are signed off. What happens if they don't sign off? Like these are things that we need to be going through with our clients all the time. So I think screwing up has given me a great business sense. Um, Kay is always down my throat about taking the emotion out of it. I just had one of the worst transactions of almost 17 years of selling real estate that I've ever had. Um, and I told Kay, I said, I feel like I've, I've really screwed up and this and that. And she's like, Lauren, none of this is in your control. My clients, Jack, the, a 30 day escrow took 90 days, <laughs> nine zero, almost to the date. And, um, our, our buyer kept disappearing on us. He kept ghosting us and then coming back. We did everything we possibly could. And the good news is this is probably one of the transactions that I would expect a client. Remember it's damned if you do damned, if you don't right clients. It always comes down to us. I get that. But this time, these clients were so gracious. They were so wonderful. They're like, Lauren, we feel so bad for you. If this doesn't go through, you're still going to sell our house, right? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, thank you for seeing that I've done everything that I possibly could do to get this thing to close. So long story short, even though this is already long enough, I think it really just comes down to screwing up before and making sure now that I have systems in place to ensure that each consumer knows exactly what to expect during the transaction. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, so we have a lot of folks that join our team and they're new and like, we expect you to make mistakes. We expect you to go hard and show up and you're going to learn from those mistakes. We just don't want to see that repeated. Um, right. I want to start that insanity cycle, but like learning from your mistakes. And most people are afraid to make a mistake. That means you're afraid to try. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I not, love it it's the unknown. It's the unknown for sure that freaks people out. So recently or in the not too far uh, i guess you've, you've become an investor right you're buying some real estate we have so we own our property in california and then we have invested in some other properties out of state um the first property that we purchased was in lake havasu arizona it's okay. a big huge lake community it's it's a blast it's a great time um we were actually we actually purchased it in 2020 Um, and thank God we did because we know what happened to the market since 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been a great investment for us. Our family loves it. We use it personally. And then we have rented it out during the winter. We have a lot of snowbirds that come in from, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, and they love staying in the desert area. So there, and then we also bought a property in ocean Springs, Mississippi, which is just outside of, it's the next city over from Biloxi. Okay. Um, Properties are inexpensive compared to what we're used to. Um, And the great thing is, is they need investors to come in because they need rentals. That was one of my big wants when I was looking at an area was, do you need us? I don't want to be that Californian that comes in and pisses everybody off and they're buying up all the properties. I did not want to do that. So I had asked my agent out there, I said, Hey, do they need people like us? Do they need rentals? He goes, Lauren, they need them more than you realize. 
So I didn't want to inundate a community, but at the same time, I did want to help. So um, we had our renters move in and I told my agent, I said, I just want them to be blessed by this home. Like just let them live there and do their thing. So yeah, we're now looking at duplexes because after Summit, I did take uh, I believe her name was Lori. I did take what she said to heart. And so we've been looking at duplexes in Tennessee. I think okay. that might be our next purchase. Um, it's really awesome that you're able to take advantage of the tax benefits of owning properties. Absolutely. And again, always consult your, your CPA. Don't consult Lauren, Jack, or your real estate coach because everybody has to stay in their lane, right? That, that's exactly right. And make sure you have a good CPA set in there for you so that they can take a look at you know, they, they take your portfolio and they're looking at everything. They're taking everything into consideration. So it's not just like, Hey, what do you think about this? I mean, you can ask anybody that make sure you have a good CPA in line and talk about depreciation and all the things that they know about. Absolutely. Most definitely. So some, some real estate investments and you're starting to go into duplexes. That's beautiful. Um, your team that you're building. Yes. How's that coming along? Good. I have a great team. Um, very supportive, very um, rah, rah, re. They're all about their client as well. And again, our customer care person takes care of their clients as well. So it's kind of nice for them to just come on in and plug right into that system that's already in place for them. Um, but no, they're doing really, really well. So you're bringing a ton of value to your teammates. I like to think so. I I, I believe so. If I, um, based on what I've heard anyway, I, I know yeah. you are. So that's great. So you're building your team. Um, like what's next for Lauren? So that's a good question. I think at this point, it's going to be building our team. I would love to branch out. Um, there's so many different opportunities that are out there. You know, it's not just about selling real estate, right? Tom says that um, the greatest indicator of how, how much value you bring to people is the amount of money that you make, right? So if I can go out there and bring more value to people, which I love doing anyways, yeah. then just by default, I'll make even more money, which would be lovely at the end of the day. That's that's what most of us want to do. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. Obviously, we're going to continue to grow the team. Um, I did hiring, hire a marketing person. I probably need one more assistant to come on in and, and help with the flow of everything. But okay. it would be nice to kind of branch out and yanter on and see what else is out there for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So Lauren, it's very apparent if you follow Lauren on social media, there's this person in her life like she loves all her kiddos, but you have this incredible husband, right? That I, I, I'm looking forward to meeting someday soon, right? I am so excited for you to meet him. Yes, he is everything. Like, it's funny because um, the kids, you know, when they're little, they always ask me, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? And I used to tell them, dad's my favorite. Dad's my favorite. So now they tell me, all right, besides dad, who's your favorite? Really, who's your favorite? So it's funny because even the kids know that dad comes first. He, yeah. he has to in the whole spectrum of things. And I have found Jack, like by putting my spouse first for me, it has worked significantly. I mean, I got home from summit and I just was dumping on him all the knowledge and all this stuff. And he was like, you could do that. You should do this. Absolutely. I mean, just everything that I was telling him, I think I might want to do this. I think this is something that I should look into. He's like, you absolutely should like, and he's like, you should be a coach for Tom Ferry. They'd be lucky to have you. Like you need that cheerleader in your life. And yeah. it doesn't have to be a spouse. It could be your mom. It could be your dad. Somebody who just loves you and tells you that you are the greatest thing since life's bread. I think it's funny what you just said about your kiddos asking like, who's your favorite? Hey, listen, we all have favorites. There's no doubt about it. Depends on the day, right? Exactly. I remember my dad, I went to my dad one time and I was really upset at mom. And I was like, mom, like, and my dad reminded me, he goes, I loved your mom way before I ever loved you. 
So oh, yes. mom's number one. Um, I'll help you through this, but be mindful, right? Step back in line. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. And yes. it's funny when people go, um, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? I don't know. Johnny, you did a great job today. Um, you know, you cleaned up your room and Sally, you didn't. So, you know, maybe so right now, Johnny, the, yeah, the ball's in your court. It's yeah. funny when the kids would talk back to me or something when they were little, they really don't do that too much in their teenagers. Thank you, Jesus. But when they were little, David used to tell them, you're not going to talk to my wife that way. Yeah. It, I wasn't their mom in that moment. And it was like, Ooh. so I really do think that a strong foundation in a relationship with somebody who just loves the hell out of you is key to success. And we don't love each other all the time. Um, I shouldn't say that. We love each other all the time. We don't like each other all the time. But, you know, for the majority of the time we do and you support and you love on them because it helps in other aspects of your life. If something is going on real shitty over here, it carries into all aspects of your life. That happens whether it's business, relationships, whatever it is. So it's always good to make sure that that one pillar is at least strong. So we definitely know that you're an extrovert. We definitely well, know that I'm an introvert that has come out of my shell a little bit. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you. Sure. What, what is one of the biggest insults that you've ever received that you're pr actually proud of? Um, that's a good question. I think the biggest one is that I'm too much. <laughs> you're too much. And it's like, okay. I actually, I actually had a client um, that was like, okay, I need you to tone it down. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So I did, right? You have to mirror, you have to match, you have to give them what they want. What I thought was really cool though, was she didn't say she didn't want to work with me. She just said, I just need you to tone it down. So I was super grateful for the communication. Looking back, this was about two years ago, looking back, I'm super grateful for that because it reminds me that not everybody is willing to accept the crazy loud me, but those who are, those are my people. Yeah. The ones who can't, that's okay. And the other thing is, you know, you're, you're too much. Well, I'm too much. What? I'm just too, I'm too loud. Okay. Well, I'll turn it down. I'm too loving. Okay. Well then I don't need to love on you or what is it that it's too much. So I think that that's the biggest thing, but it's also the biggest blessing too, because for every one person who says I'm too much, there's 60 others who are willing to love on me and take me in just like you, even you being an introvert, like you still, you still want to hang out with me every once in a while. So I'll take Probably a lot more than once in a while. Yeah. yeah right. You're, 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 I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, are, are you into books? Do you read any books? I love books. Um, I listen to podcasts. Imagine that. So okay. I, I really like me some podcasts and stuff. Um, great books. In fact, I was gifted a book. So check this out. I'm going to totally steal this idea. So um, my friend, Jeffrey Sable from um, Las Vegas, Okay. he sat next to me one day and we were, we were talking and two completely different personalities, but he is an awesome human and probably one of the smartest people in the room. And he pulls out a book and I said, do you have a card? And he goes, I do, but I'd rather give you a book. He goes, instead of making all these hundreds of connections, I like bringing like 10 to 12 books and really meeting a person. And so he gave me this book, The Hard Way. Lessons I've learned the hard way. So you don't have to, so you don't have to. It's by Bradley. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bradley the, uh, fan. I like like him. Are yeah. you? Okay. I had never even heard of him until he brought out this book. Um, so in, on the inside, he even wrote like a little something and he had these pre-written. I thought that was brilliant. I will always remember Jeffrey from Las Vegas. So next year, Summit, I'm bringing books. I love Miracle Morning. That's a great staple to have on hand. Okay. Uh, the, the compound effect is amazing. Yeah. I think that that is phenomenal. Anything by Chris Voss is amazing. 
But yeah, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to starting this. So I'll have to keep you posted on it. I'd, I'd love to hear about that. I'm, I'm deep in a few books right now. Um, we were actually at Summit and uh, exactly what to say. That's Phil. Oh, yes. By uh, Phil, the, the keynote yeah. speaker that we had. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, he was pretty phenomenal. He was um, great. So, Lauren, um, what, what's your favorite movie since you're a movie star? Oh, my goodness. You know what the first one? Okay. When I was younger, I can't believe my mom let me watch this movie. Um, when I was younger, I loved Dirty Dancing. That was like, that was my jam. I could watch it on repeat. Now that I'm older, probably The Hangover. Okay. I love The Hangover. Oh, the new, um, uh, the new Tom Cruise movie. What's it called? Maverick. That was so good. Have you seen that? I did. I, I, oh my gosh. The first weekend premiered. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It was amazing. I thought that was a great movie. So those would probably be my top three at the moment. So I'm a, I'm a new real estate agent and I want to join your team. Uh-huh. What is the, what's the first bit of advice that you would share with somebody that wants to join your team? Okay. The first thing is, is you might not fit our team. It's not a bad thing. And it's not a good thing. It's just a factual thing, right? Every team out there is going to run a little differently. They're going to do things a little, a little different than the next. So the first thing is, is don't be offended or upset if there's a team that you want to join that just isn't the right fit for you. Yeah. It's nothing personal. That would be the first thing that I would say. Um, the next thing I would say is if you're going to join a team, whether it's mine or anybody else's, you, you, need, you need to listen. You don't know it all. You might know a lot. You might have done this before in another life or whatever, but you know, the way we do things now as the market is changing and things are evolving and everything else in between, like you don't, you don't know it all. So if I am telling you to do something, in fact, I just told my girls this the other day, if I'm telling you to do something, it's because I might know a thing or two. So do what I'm telling you to do. I know that that's hard to take, right? But if you, if I tell you, Hey, I need you to post a video on social media and they say, okay, perfect. Um, I don't want to do it today. Can I do it on Friday? Yes, you can do it on Friday. Jack, if on Friday that shit's not posted, I am annoyed. Like if you tell me you're going to do something, yes. do it. Because I take time out of my day to coach and love and nurture on you and tell you exactly what to do to have a freaking successful business and you're not going to do it. Why would you ever want to join a team anyways? Why would you join something that's like paying for coaching and then not doing anything that they tell you to do? Why would you even do it? Just keep going the way you're going. It actually happens quite often. There's a lot of All people in those rooms that we were at at Summit that they don't show up and they may yes. show up physically, but they certainly don't show up like with the questions and prepare, being prepared to like take criticism or help them grow their business. And that that is probably the most frustrating part. And then probably when they um, when they go ahead and they do their first two or three or four transactions and then they know everything. And you're like, God bless you. Well, and, and they forget to go back to what worked, right? Like what got you those three deals, four deals? Okay, well, let's go back to that. Were you posting more? Were you doing stories? Were you connecting with people who you know, like, and trust and they already know, like, and trust you? Like, what is it that you were doing now that you're dead that you can start doing again that you should have been doing while you were in those transactions? I think that's the thing that, is the most frustrating as a team lead, but also a newbie, like do exactly what you're told to do. On Mondays, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. You better be doing X, Y, and Z so that come Tuesday, you can do A, B, and C. Yes, yes. So Lauren, do you have, a, do you have any questions for me? Oh my gosh, 
Yes. How long? How much longer do you have? Are you kidding me? We, we have like nine, nine, 19 hours, but ask me a tough one. <laughs> okay. I want to know, like, at what point did you know that what you needed for what you wanted? I think that that's kind of where I struggle. So I mm. know, like, I want this bitching team. I know I want them to perform, but I don't know how to how to support them and ensure that they're like, I can buy all the leads in the world. Right. But how do I know that they're servicing them and doing those properly? And how do I make sure that they're comfortable in, in servicing and taking on those leads? Like, and how do I know when I need more? Like at what points did you realize that you needed to add more, I don't want to say pillars, but more to your business in order to get it to flourish to where it is now? Well, I think the biggest thing that I've realized that Jack gets too involved to grow the business to the level we want to grow it. So I need to stay in my lane and get the hell out of the way and not be the bottleneck. I think that's the biggest thing that I've discovered recently is that I am a bottleneck for our businesses in many ways where I go in and I want to help and teach and stuff like that. But I I have these incredible leaders around me that can already do that. And Jack needs to step out stay in his lane for the growth that we're, that we're experiencing and, and we want to, where we want to go and just get out of the way. So you put the people in place then in order to tell you, okay, Jack, this is what we need now. So you rely on those people to inform you, okay, we need another marketing coordinator. Okay. We need another assistant. Okay. We need another uh, lead pillar. We need these. So you rely on those people then. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. So if you want to grow this big or like to this level, then it's okay for me to be doing just about be involved in every part of the business. But if you want to go where we want to go, I got to get out of the way and put the right people in the right um, positions, um, the good to great and get everybody in the right seat on the bus and get the ones that don't belong on our bus off the bus. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the hard part when you're, when you're growing a business and some people are just set for this level. Right and you want to go here, it's very difficult because sometimes you love these people, but they're just, they're not the right fit for the business. And I think that, that discovery has been big for us is Jack getting out of the way. And I think that that's huge. Like people that are listening to this, I hope that they realize like, because I even said the same thing early on, right. Where I was like, yeah, it's, it's me. I want to control everything. And it's not even, it's just making sure everything's done the way that we want it done. And as you pretty much said, like, it's better sometimes to just let people do their jobs. And the other thing is too, you put them there for a reason, right? Like you want them to do the job that they were put in the position for. So I think that that's huge. Getting out of your own way is massive. Yeah. I appreciate you asking me that. uh, I'll maybe just elaborate just a tad bit. I remember like one of the, one of the first um, team members that I helped, you know, get to 120 plus transactions a year. And the only way he was going to get there was to trust in others. And I, as my investment company, I would go on vacation for a week with my wife and family. And I'd say, take all the calls for the investment company. And I knew that I was good at buying and selling houses, but I didn't trust this person because I just didn't know what they could do. And I said, you know what, let them go make mistakes, let them have conversations. And I put that trust in him. And he, he, he proved me wrong, meaning he performed. And then he wanted to grow his business. And I said, we need to hire somebody that's going to be there for you. It's not going to be me, it's going to be somebody else that can help us grow this business. And we've got to put that trust 
and and stay in your lane and stay in the sales and the people business and get the the process and the paperwork on the backside taken care of. So I think that's the big thing is just staying in your lane and understanding that you have to put trust in others. I agree. And one last thing, just to touch on that, we're also good at what we enjoy doing. If you want me to sit and do all the paperwork for a transaction, I'm out of here. Like I, I cannot even resonate with that. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Like my TC takes care of all of that. So it's probably the same thing for you. If it's something that you don't even really truly enjoy doing or want to be doing when you're on vacation, yeah. it's best to let somebody else handle it. Most definitely. Cool. Lauren, I am super grateful that we got to spend this time together today on the lair. Me too. Um, I hope that if anybody out there finds value in this, you'll like, like, subscribe, and share this with others so that we can help others. That's what this is all about, Lauren. I'm super grateful for you. Likewise. Thanks, Jack.